0: Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you're encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. As you can tell, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in our church, so make sure you pick up a bulletin so you can be aware of everything that's happening because we want you to be part of whatever you want to be part of. And so uh, we just want you to, to participate and, and get involved in certain areas of, of our church. And so I want to make a special announcement. You guys know that Shelby has been going to Nashville and writing music and doing some things in music and getting that started. And she's, you know, God's really blessed her and opened up some doors. Uh, and so Sunday, September the 8th at 7 p.m. here at the church, she's going to put on a showcase for anybody that wants to come. Friends and family. She's getting ready to go and do several shows at different churches. And so September the 8th at 7 p.m., we want to invite you to come. She'll have some t-shirts and some stuff like that for sale. And you'll get to hear her and what God's been doing in her life. So we want you to show up and, and just, you know, just go crazy for her, okay? So September the 8th, make sure, you make sure that, to, that you put that on your calendar at 7 p.m. She's going to be blessing us that evening. So, all right, announcements are over. Let's get into the Word this morning. In First Peter, that's where we're going to be looking at again. So just before you turn there, I, I've already forgotten the scripture, so I've got I to turn there in just a moment, so just hang with me. Uh, over the last several weeks, we've been looking at what Peter wrote in, uh, in, in the book called First Peter. We know that Peter wrote this book for a group of persecuted Christians to encourage them to remain faithful and not to lose hope that what they are going through will soon be over. In our first sermon of the series, we talked about trials and what trials teach us when we go through them. Last week, we talked about God's unmerited love and God's unmerited grace. We talked about making better decisions and, and living differently. The, the, that happiness isn't our ultimate goal for Jesus' followers, but holiness is. And we talked about not slipping back into our old selfish desires. And so this morning, we're going to finish up the the series called Different, simply today titled, Being Called. That we are all called. You see, Peter uses this word several times in 1 Peter to remind us that we are not just chosen by God, but we are called by God. God is looking for you to be on His team God is looking for you to, to be available to at any moment to get put into the game to go out and to use your talents and giftings that God specifically dropped into your heart. I remember being in, in elementary school and on the playground and getting ready to go out and play kickball or dodgeball. Anybody remember that time? Fun time. But I, what, I, what I love about it is you're, you're standing there in line waiting to be picked by the team captain, Right? And so you're building this anticipation. You're like, pick me, pick me. You're doing all this kind of stuff to get, to get their attention like, because you want them to pick you so you can be on their team. So this morning, I want to encourage you to un- understand this. God is wanting to choose you to be on His team. God wants you to be on His team. And so we don't have to do any of this. We don't have to d- get God's attention. We just simply have to be available. And when we are available to God, God picks us and He chooses us to be on His team. And I think sometimes the anticipation that we deal with as being Christians and about being chosen by God is this. God, what have have you called me for? God, what have you destined me for? God, what what purpose do you have for me? God, why did you choose me? God called you, why? Because you have certain qualities... And certain things that He gifted you with that He gave you so that you could use those things not only to be different, but also to make a difference. You see, God has put qualities and He's put talents and He's put giftings inside of you. And what He's asking you to do is simply use those things to be part of His team so that He can use you to encourage other people to make a difference, but not only that, but also to be different. Look at your neighbor and say, be different. It's, God's called us to be different. You see, when you give somebody a, a, an assignment, what you are basically doing, you are empowering them. You are encouraging them to use their gifts to accomplish a goal that God has set forth for them. When you give them an assignment, I'm excited about the fall Why? because we have small groups that are about to kick up. And we're going to have teachers and leaders that are, be, that are, that are going to be using their giftings and their talents to teach small, you know, small groups and to build relationships with. That's important. If you go back to the early church, the Bible says that they meet, that they met in homes, home after home after home. So they had small groups. They met in small group settings. Why? Because sometimes people don't want to come to large group settings. And so we had the opportunity to build relationships in a small group setting, in a a comfortable place in someone's home. So I'm excited about that. So when you give somebody an assignment, you empower them and you encourage them to use their gifts that God has given them. We are called to not only be different, but we are called to do something different. So there's several different types of callings that I want to look at this morning. Number one is this. The most important calling that we can have in our life is is called the internal calling or the eternal calling. You see, today the Holy Spirit is doing a work in our churches. He is calling people to new life, a life that can only be found in Him. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm telling you, I sense the Holy Spirit in this place. Why? Because He's wanting to do something new, He's wanting to do something fresh. He's wanting to do something brand new in your life that maybe that, that you haven't given Him the opportunity to, to do before in the past. You see, I don't serve a dull God. I serve a God that's exciting, that wants to do new things. But what, in order for Him to do new things, He's got to have the opportunity from us for Him to do new things. So there's, there's an, an internal calling that God is calling people in these last days. There's a spiritual hunger, guys, that is rising up in people. People are looking for something more than what they've experienced in the past. They don't want to just do church normal anymore. They want a move of God. They want to see things happen. They want to see healings. They want to see new things happen in their life, but not only in their life, but they want to see it in their family as well as in the churches. So, my question to you today is this Are you ready for a move of God? Are you ready to get out of the old and into the new? Because the Bible says that when He comes into our life, the old is gone and He gives us something new. I don't want to serve God what I had 20 years ago. I want something new, I want something fresh. So, in other words, that makes me accountable to allow God to move in my life and to do something new in my life. So, there's this eternal calling that God has placed in our life. People are empty. People are looking for something that will fill the void in their life. Understand that this morning, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He doesn't want anybody to go to to, to hell. He doesn't want anybody to, to perish. God wants everyone to say yes to His call. God wants everybody to say yes to that extended invitation of grace through Jesus Christ. You see, Peter knows what it's like to be called. In Luke chapter 5, verses 8 through 11, it says this. It says, when when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all of his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, sons of Zebedee, and Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon these famous words, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their, bo- their boats up to the shore. And the Bible says that they left everything and followed Him. You see what, do you understand what God's looking for? God is looking for people that will leave everything and follow Him. God is looking for complete devotion. And when I mean everything... I mean your life, everything that you deal with, every insecurity, any fear, anything that you have in your life, God is asking you to leave it and to follow Him. Why? Because He wants to make you in the person that He sees for you to be. And if you don't follow Him, He can't make you into the person that God calls you to be. So you have to understand that there's an eternal calling that God is placing on our life. So I want to ask you this morning, if you're not saved, if you've never prayed the sinner's prayer, then today is your day. Because you need to make sure that your heart is right before you do anything else. There's an eternal calling that God is calling His people to something more, something different in their life. And my question is, Legacy Church, are we, do we want that? Do we want that in our hearts and our lives? Do we want the, to see that in our families? Then, if we do, guys, then we got to worship differently. we got to pray differently. we got to serve the Lord differently. That's a challenge not only to you, but that's a challenge to me. we got to do things different. we got to be re- willing and able to whatever God says for us and whatever God's calling us and whatever God a- is asking from us, we got to be willing to do. So there's an e- eternal calling for God and to serve Him. We are called to follow Him. The second thing is this. There's a temporary calling to a place or a thing. Remember that Peter said several different places in 1 Peter. We talked about it over the last couple of weeks that that we're just temporary residents, that this is not our home. This is not our final destination. This is not where we're going to land for the rest of our lives, but we're just temporary residents. So God has given us a temporary calling, a temporary place, a temporary thing to do and to be in our life. You see, you might be called to a particular role. You might have been called to serve our country in the military. You might have been called to be a teacher. You might have been called to be a nurse. You might have been called to work in some type of trade. You might have been called to go on a short-term missions trip. We have all these different callings. Why? Because we're all different. Everyone is different. Everybody is not the same. So God has given us all different callings. A temporary calling that God is wanting to use here on this earth until He returns. So my question to us this morning is this. Are we fulfilling what God wants us to do in the temporary place where He's called us to be? Teacher, nurse, doctor, stay-at-home mom, whatever it is that God has called you to do, that's where God has placed you to make a difference and also to be different. That's where He's placed you. That's where He's given you an opportunity to show off the talents and the giftings that God has placed in your life. By how you pray, by how you serve, by how you love. That's, where, that's what God is doing in our life. And so He's calling us to this temporary call to a place or to a thing. We all have different callings in our life. So it doesn't matter where you've been called whether you're a teacher, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, or you're in trade school, or you do some kind of trade, it doesn't matter where you've been called. What matters is that you're making a difference in front of the people that God has called you to make a difference in front of. That's where it matters. We have an eternal calling with God, but we also have a temporary calling that we're while we're here on this earth, that God wants to use us in the place that He's called us to be. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verses 10 says this. It says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. Don't do it half-hearted. But give everything, that whatever you're doing, give, it all, give 100% to it. So that people can see that you're not just committed to where you're serving, but you're committed to the call that God's placed on your life. Give 100% to whatever it is that God's calling you to do. So we have that temporary calling to a place or to a thing. And the third thing is this. We have a daily calling to be different. We have a daily calling to be like Jesus. You see, this is something that our God is calling you and I to in our life as a follower of Christ. You see, our God is calling us daily to live different and to have different standards. When we think of calling, we tend to think of what we do. When, what has God called me to do? What thing has God given me? But I want you to understand this morning is this. There's something more important than what God's called you to do. And that is what, who God has called you to be. What has God placed inside of you? God wants to make sure that the who is right before you ever go out and, and to do the do. That's a little hard to say. I had to be careful there. I had to be really careful there. So we have to understand that we need to get the who right before we go out and to do the do. You see, our God, listen, our God is more concerned with who you are before he ever sends you out to do. We get called up in the do and we forget about the who. I feel like Dr. Zeus this morning. I'm about to kick out in left foot, right foot, blue, green, Whatever. But you see, God has, you have to understand that God wants to make sure that the who is taken care of. And that's you. So my question this morning is this. Are you taking care of the who? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you presenting yourself to God? Are you in your prayer time? Are you in your devotion time? Are you getting the who right before you ever go out to do the do? Understand, that's very important this morning for us to understand. You see, because if we don't get the who right, then the do really won't matter. we got to make sure the who is where it needs to be in our life. You see, God is concerned about our motives. God is concerned with our heart. God is concerned, listen to me, He's concerned with your integrity. If you say you're going to do something, be a person of integrity and do it. You see, that's, that's where I really feel like the world, the, 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 the world sometimes sees the church that we're not people of integrity. Why? Because we say one thing and we do something completely different. That's not integrity. Listen, if we say it, then we're going to do it. People need to see people of integrity. God is concerned about that. He's concerned with the who before we ever understand that God's called us to do something. You see, Jesus looks at His disciples and He says to them these famous words, Come, follow me, and I will make you. In other words, He did not send them out to do something first, but He said, Come, follow me, and let me turn you into the person that you need to be so that the who is right, so when the time comes for you to go do the do, you're ready. So he's trying to get them to understand, listen guys, you have qualities, you have talents, you have giftings that I've placed inside of you, but first and foremost, let's make sure that we get the who right. Why? Because one day, I'm not going to be here and I'm sending you out to do the do. Under, that's where God is wanting us to be this morning. He looks at his disciples so intently and says, hey, come follow me and I will make you. I will turn you into that person. I, will, I want you to understand that's what God is wanting from his disciples today is to follow him so that he can make us into the person that he wants us to be. And so we have to understand, listen, if God has called me to do something, then I need to make sure that the who is where it needs to be before I ever go out and do the do. He's making sure that the who is right before he sends us out. You see, sometimes we get locked into to do the do and we forget about the ministry side of it. Or we forget about ourselves. You see, I've done ministry long enough and I understand that sometimes that in ministry, that ministry can be your God. That you're constantly doing. You're constantly doing. You're always doing something. You're always doing. You're providing this. You're doing that. You're, you're going here. You're going there. So the, the ministry side of it is so important. Absolutely. But listen, there has to be time that I have for myself with God. Why? Because if I don't, I'm going to get burned out. And if I don't have what I need in my life, I can't offer it to someone else. So I got to make sure the who, which is me, is right where it needs to be so that when God sends me out to do the do, that I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Why? Because. It's all, we get so caught up in doing and doing. That's just who we are. We do and we do and we do, but we forget about us. Take time for yourself and understand that God has a calling on your life. That you're, you're not just here taking up a seat. Understand that this morning. You're not just here to sit. You're here to discover who God has called you to be and to go out into the community and be that person. That's why, that's why church exists. Not so that we can take and take and take and never give back. But God has called us to to be the person that he calls every single one of us to be. You see, Peter is writing to a group of first century believers that that would have been tempted to forget who they were. Why? Because they're so called up or they're so bombarded by all the persecution and all the things that's happening around them. You see, when you have troubles in your life, when you go through difficult seasons in your life, can I tell you this morning, it's sometimes it's easy to forget who you are. It's, it's easy to forget what God's called you to do. Why? Because you're so bombarded by all the things that's happening around you. So God is telling us this morning is this, don't forget about yourself. Don't forget about who you are. Don't forget that you've been called to greatness. Don't forget that I have a calling on your life, whether it be here or there. Understand that you've been called for greatness. See, sometimes we forget about it, especially when we go through difficult times. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 says this. It says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. Look at your neighbor and say you're part of it. We're all part of the body of Christ and every one of us is part of it. Before Peter sends them out to or before Peter tells them what they're called to do, he's going to remind them who they actually are. So this morning, I want to remind each and every one of us who we are. 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 9 and 10 says this. It says, "But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So do you understand who you are this morning? You are a chosen people. You are a priest, you're a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's special possession. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You are that person that the Bible says that you are. Don't forget about that. We just sang it just a minute ago. His promises are true. Whatever God says about us, that's who we are, whether we feel like it or not. That's who we are. So you're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen people. You're God's special possession. For us as followers of Christ, we have to understand that we've been chosen by God to be in this family. You're not here by accident. You have been chosen by God to be part of His family. And so God wants us to understand this this morning. Peter is reminding them that listen, guys, you are called to be ministers of the Gospel. Even though they haven't been formally trained. They didn't go to Bible school. They didn't have all the things that they needed. But they've been called to be ministers of gospel. Understand this morning, you may have never been to Bible college. You may not have certificates of ordination or license. But you have been called to be a minister of the gospel. You've been called to be a minister of the good news. Why? Because you have the good news living inside of you. Every single one of us, whether you ever take this microphone or not, you've been called to be a minister of the gospel. In that temporary place where God has called you to serve. That's that's what God is saying to us this morning. That we are His possession. That we are called ministers of the gospel. Luke chapter 9 verses 1 says this, When Jesus had called the twelve together, He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. Remember that we are ministers of the gospel. He has chosen us uh, to let others know, or to he's chosen us to let others know about the good news. You and I have been filled with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Can I get an amen this morning? You have that spirit living inside of you. The same spirit that brought forth Jesus out of the grave is the same spirit that lives inside of you. So you are important. You are called to make a difference. You are called to also be different. So we got to make sure that we understand who we are in in the body of Christ. We are all called to be different. Listen, we're all called to be different, but God did not call us to be different alone. He never called you to be different alone. He called you to be different together. Because when you're alone... You're more susceptible to the, in, to the attack of the enemies because you're just kind of standing out there all by yourself. So God never called you to be different alone. He called you to be different together. That when you are going through a, sit, a situation or a struggle in your life, you have family members that are surrounding you and praying for you to help you get through that moment. So don't stand out there and be all by yourself. Listen, don't be prideful to to, don't be so prideful that you're that you're so afraid to ask for help. Because I know I've been there. I'm a man, right? Man, you know. We don't ask for help. We don't follow directions. We just put it together however we want to. Just like yesterday, I'm gonna tell you just a quick story of what happened to me yesterday. I was out yesterday putting a brand new mowing belt on the lawnmower that I don't have, but it belongs to someone else. So I I'm popped off the tension spring, got it off, put the belt on, and so for the next 30, 45 minutes, I'm struggling to get the tension spring back on so it will work properly. I've used screwdrivers, I've used pipes, I've used everything that I know to do. I even took the back wheel off the lawnmower so I can have a little more room to pull really hard, praying that that thing don't pop loose and hit me in the face. So my lovely wife comes outside, and she's not in here right now. I don't know where she went to. She probably left because she, she's embarrassed right now. But I had this really long screw jarter that I had used before, right? have used it before. It didn't work. She comes out there, and she says, I, I think that pipe's a little too big. So, I mean, I've got it like this close. I mean, I'm just, I just need it to go just, just do this, and it's, it'll pop on. Every time, it pops off. She says, why don't you use this screwdriver here? I think it's smaller, as if I hadn't already used it. But as a good husband, I said, okay, I will try it. Guess what? Boom, popped on first time. And I'm like, really? God, what are you teaching me right now? God, what? I'm just like, listen, if it's, listen, guys, it's okay to ask for help. It's not the end of the world. Your man card's not going to be taken from you just because you asked for help. Right? Ladies are like, yeah, he's talking to the man this morning. Um, But listen, that's where we are. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay. Don't live a prideful life that you can't ask for help. Because we all need help at some time. And so God has called us to do those things in our life. To be that help. You see, we're all different, but God's called us to be different together. We're part of something bigger, and we belong to God. You don't just belong to Legacy Church, but you belong to God first and foremost. Our bodies are not our own. They have been purchased with the blood of Jesus. They belong to God. So you know what? Use them for His glory and not your own. Because it's been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Since they belong to God, they are under His care. If you belong to God, God wants to take care of you. You are under His care. So let Him take care of you. Let Him be God in your life. Because sometimes we don't want that to happen. But we, God has said, let me take care of you because you belong to me. You're my possession. Let me take care of you now. That's who we are. We're God's possession because we belong to Him. We are to show His goodness among non-believers. You see, if you ever go to a museum, you see all these different artifacts and all this different memorabilia, then it has certain meanings to it, right? But what happens is if you find one that belongs to someone personally, it has more meaning to it because it belonged to that person. You see, you don't just belong to something. You belong to God, which means that you have more, you, you have more um, you're worth more because you're his, he stamped you with his stamp. You belong to him. And so understand that this morning is that we all belong to him. God takes ordinary people and he makes them extraordinary because we belong to him. God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The purpose for that is not so that we can grow proud, but so that we can proclaim the praises of him who has done such great things in our life. See, God's called you out of darkness He's called you out of that position that you were once in so that you can bring glory to him, not to you. So understand that this morning. He's called you out to proclaim the praises of him in your life. God's calling us to be different. And when we are different, it affects how we live to those that are around us. We've been called. We've been chosen. We've been invited. We no longer live in darkness. Now we live in the light. Our lives have been transformed. We are not what we used to be. We are a new creation. The old is gone and everything is new. We've been transformed by the love of Jesus and we've been called to be set apart. So what are you? So that's the who. Look at your, you look at your neighbor and say, the who. Now I want to tell you what the do is. We've, that's who we are. We're chosen. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're God's own possession. He purchased us with the blood of Christ. That's who we are. That's who we now belong to. And understand, um, you guys know this, but sometimes you need to be reminded. Amen? Sometimes you need to be reminded. So what are we called to do? Verses 11 and 12 of that same chapter says this. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires. I've I've called you, I've set you forth, I've called you out of darkness to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing something wrong, that they may see the good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits. So, what are you called to do? You are called to be different. You are not called to live in the same sinful desires that the world has. He called you out of the darkness to live among in the light. So once you live there, once he saved you, you're, we're not supposed to go back to our own selfish, sinful desires. And when we live that way, church, listen to me. When we live that way, church, you are not making a difference in anyone's life because you're not different than the world is than the world. So many times we get caught up in trying to be like everybody else and be like the world and be like that. And, and God says, no, I've set you apart. Remember, you're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen nation. I, pos- I, I, I set you apart to do something great. Don't live like everybody else is. Let, let somebody see that there's difference inside of your life. We're to show, listen, we are to show what we believe by how we live. We are to show what we believe by how we live. That's what God says in that that passage of Scripture. He says, don't live like everybody else does. Don't get caught up in sinful desires, but live a way that even if they accuse you of doing something, when you haven't really done that, they will see the goodness of God in your life by how you live. That's what God says. That's the do. We're not to be like everybody else, church. We're to be different. But we are called to be different together. So understand that this morning. is We've got to show them what we believe by how we live. God is called to show, to show them what we believe by how we live. He says to live different around those who don't believe like you. Why? Because He's called you to make a difference in their life. He never called you to live like them. He says live different than the way that they live so that the, the gospel of the good news that's inside of your life can go forth into their life. He's called you to live different. In other words, before I tell you what I believe, I'm going to show you the love of God that's in my life. But So before I ever tell you what I'm called to do or what, I, what God has sent me out to do, I'm going to show you by the love that I have for you by how I live differently. God wants His church, listen, God wants His church to be spiritual contributors in the community. That's what God's called the church to do is to be spiritual contributors in the community. He wants His church to be a church of givers. Acts chapter 20 verses 35 says this, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, um, we must help the weak. Remembering the words... The Jesus said himself, he says this, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's what Jesus said. We're not called to just to, uh, we're called to give, not just to receive. But too many times the church has become a church of receivers and not givers. And that's why people are, are turned away from the church. Because it's become us four and no more. God says, open up your doors and allow people to come in that's not like you. Live different among them so they can see the love of Christ that's in your life so that they may come into the building and receive this eternal calling that you once received for your own life. God himself gave, listen, he gave his son to us. Then Jesus gave his time and the love to others by helping them. And then he gave his life so that, they could, so that other people or you and I can find life. God gave, Jesus gave, and then He gave His life. So we're called to give. We're called to live differently than anyone else lives. And so Jesus Himself understands that more than anybody did. He didn't live like the Pharisees, and He didn't live like the Sadducees. He came to serve, not to be served. So He came, He knew who He was, but now He's doing what He's called to do, and that is to serve those who were hurting. Not to get caught up in the religious things that happens all around us, but to serve lost people and to be different. You see, verse 15 in that chapter says this, It is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. Peter knew that our conduct is a way to defend the gospel. He understood that, that how you live, listen, how you live is going gonna, is gonna to silence those ignorant people that don't know anything about you. That they may say certain things about you, they may say all this stuff about you that's not true. And Peter says, listen, by how you live, it's going to silence them. And that's what God's calling us to do. You see, he knew that those who never read a Bible before may read our lives. So, it is by doing good that we put the silence or we put to silence the ignorance of the foolish man. It is the way you live that silences the talk of other people who simply don't know better. What is our strategy? Confidently, boldly sharing the love of Jesus Christ. That's what we've all been called to do. Yes, you, every single one of you. You've been called to confidently share the love of Jesus Christ with people. We're called to love. We're called to give. We're called to serve people faithfully and do it again and again and again. That's what God's called us to do. Ms. Karen, I want to ask you to come this morning if you will. You see, we're not, we may not reach everyone, but over time with consistency and integrity, we will reach some if we live the way that God's called us to live. We're not going to reach everybody, But if we will reach some by how we live our life in front of them. Verses 21. Ready? This is what God's called you to do. For God called you to do, what's the next word? Good. Even if it means suffering just as Jesus Christ suffered for you. He's called you to do good regardless of if you have to suffer for the kingdom. But wait a minute, Chad. I I didn't know about that before I signed up for this thing. No one told me that I might have to suffer. No one told me I might have to go through hardships. No one told me I might have to go through difficult times. Well, guess what? I'm telling you this morning that if you sign up for the kingdom of God and you want Him living in your life and you want to accomplish the goals that God has for your life, you're going to go through difficult times and you're going to go through difficult situations. But understand, no matter what you go through, God is always greater than what you face. He says, do good, even if you have to suffer. Can I tell you this morning, we live in the United States of America. We're not suffering. You know what we are? We're prideful. I don't need God to do this for me. I don't need the church anymore. I can do this on my own. i got a computer. I can Google it. I don't need God anymore. Yeah, you need Him. Yes, we all need Him. We're all sinners saved by grace. And God says, listen, I've got a greater calling for you, but it's a call to do good even when people falsely accuse you or maybe you don't get the promotion that you think you need or some certain events happen in your life. I've called you to do good even when you don't feel like it. You see, sometimes we want to retaliate with the same force that is used against us, right? We, we're flesh. So when you're mean to me, I'm going to be mean back to you. When you do me wrong, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to paste it all over Facebook so that everybody can see. But the Bible says, in verses 22 and 23, it says this: It says, "He never sinned. He never deceived anyone." He didn't retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten, or, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left the case in God's hands, who will always judge fairly. He never retaliated. He didn't fight back. He didn't do the things that the world would do. Why? Because he's different. He lived the life that God had set aside for him to live. He, set a, he lived the life that God had set aside for Him to live. He personally carried your sins on His shoulders to the cross so that you could live a life dead to sin, not living in your own sinful desires. That's who Jesus is. That's our Lord. You see, normal in our world today is this. Normal is when you hate me, I hate you back. When you wrong me, I'm going to wrong you back. That's how the world lives. That's how the world lives, but God says don't live that way. Don't live like the world lives. Why? Because it's how you live will make a difference in those who don't believe in what you're talking about. You see, sometimes, we, you know, to be honest with you, sometimes we speak things that really doesn't make sense. We speak Christianese that we know what it means, but the lost world doesn't really mean what, no, they don't really know what it means. So what God's saying is this, live the life in front of them. So that they can understand the love of Christ that's in your life. Because you may be the only Bible that they ever see. Or they ever open. So live that life in front of them. That's what God says. And, and in closing, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 9 says this. It says, do not repay evil for evil. Do not retaliate with insults when people hurt you. Instead, pay them back with what? A blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and He will grant you His blessing. The blessing that God has called you to give to others, you don't have it in your life. I don't have it in my life. Because there are times when people have been mean to me, and you know what I wanted to do? Be mean back. But that's not what God called me to be. And so in that moment when I want to retaliate, in that moment when I want to hate them because they hate me, or they talk about me, you know what I'm supposed to do? God, I need your help right now. Because I really want to say this, and I know if I do, it's not going to help anything. So what I need, God, is I need a blessing from you so that I can give that blessing to them. Don't retaliate. We don't have to be hateful. We don't have to be mean. Listen, there's times where we have to defend our gospel. I understand that. But sometimes there's somebody, there's sometimes we live in defensive mode too much that we turn people away instead of drawing them towards God. We don't have to be defensive all the time. The Bible says that God will do what God does if we live the, the life that God has called us to live. We're called to be different. Anytime the devil tells you that you can't, anytime the devil tells you that you're not important, anytime the devil tells you that you're not good enough, you need to remind him of this, that you've been called by God, that you've been chosen by God, that you're a royal priesthood, that even if if I don't feel it, that's what I am, because that's what the Word of God says. So when the enemy is beating you up and he's telling you that you're worthless and he's telling you that you're not good, he's telling you, why did you do that? Why are you being that way? Remind him of who you are. That you're chosen by God. You're a special possession. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And you know what? He'll shut up. He'll close his mouth. Because that's who you are. Why? Because that's what you're claiming to be. By faith... This is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. We're called. We're all called to be different. Look at your neighbor. They're different. Different callings, different giftings. We're all called. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. If you would, close your eyes just for a moment. We have that eternal calling by God to... To live, to, to, to accept Him as our Lord and personal Savior. We have that temporary calling to, that we, where God has placed this, we will live differently. And then God's calling us every single day to be different. He's calling us every single day to be like Jesus. So, with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, I have to ask this question. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I've never I'm not really sure 100% if I've ever asked Jesus into my life. So there's, if, there, if you have any doubt in your life right now that you've never prayed the sinner's prayer before and you want to, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I ask you, here's what I want you to do. Just slip your hand up. Anybody, just slip your hand up. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to call you out. So everybody in this room today, you've prayed that prayer. you prayed the sinner's prayer because no one lifted their hands. Great. Understand this morning is this. I don't know what you're going through or what you're facing, but understand who you are. You're a chosen generation. You're a chosen people. A royal priesthood bought by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Every single one of us. He bore his sin upon his shoulders on the cross that day so that we didn't have to live life without him. That's who we are. And then he calls us to be different and to live a life in front of those who really don't know what we talk about sometimes, but he's called us to live it. So God, for everybody in this room this morning, may we remember who we are. That in those dark times, God, that we face sometimes, when we feel all alone, remind us of who we are. God, that you're the way maker. God, that you're the God that steps into the room. And when you show up, God, everything changes because that's just who you are. God, you've called us out of darkness to live in light. So why do we want to live in, in our sinful desires, God? Why do we want to be like the world when you've called us to be set apart from the world? God, help us. God, when we, when we want to slip back into those old selfish desires, God, help us to be strong, not to fall back, but to keep moving forward to accomplish the things that you've called us to accomplish, God. The who. We have to take care of the who, God. And then you've called us to live a life in front of those. So God, I pray today, every person, every life, every life matters. Every life here today, God, is, was created for a purpose. So God, I pray that you would show us. There's people in here, here today, God, that have the gift of hospitality. God, there's some here today that have the gift of healing. There's some here today, God, that have the gift of teaching. There's some here today, God, have other gifts. So God, I pray that, Father, we would take those gifts and those talents that you've given us in our life. And God, we would make a difference in your kingdom. Because if we're not using them, then they're no good. So God, every single one of us, teach us, lead us, and guide us. God, as we follow you, God, you're going to make us into the person that you've called us to be. So God, we love you today, and we thank you for calling us. Thank you that you called us by name. And Today, God, we want to glorify you with our lives, wherever we I have been placed. So we thank you today. Blessings on every heart, every life. Keep us safe and protect us. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you guys. Have a fantastic week. We love you guys. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.